Hello and welcome to Vibrant Lives Podcast, a podcast dedicated to your health and well-being, featuring interviews with experts about nutrition, physical health, mental health, and my five-minute food facts series, short episodes where I discuss a nutrition-related topic. I'm Amanda Hayes, your host. I'm a lawyer-turned-nutritionist, and I'm on a quest to learn as much as I possibly can about living a healthy, active, and fulfilling life which I would call a vibrant life, and sharing what I learn with you here on this podcast. The health and nutrition space can be a confusing one, as most of you know, where information and misinformation abound. And identifying reliable, trustworthy sources of information is not always straightforward. My aim is to help you do that by speaking with knowledgeable guests who can explain their area of expertise in an accessible way and provide you with practical tips that you can use to improve your own well-being. Before I introduce today's guest, I'll quickly acknowledge that any information or advice provided in Vibrant Lives podcast is not intended to be used to treat or prevent medical conditions, and it's never a substitute for advice from your own health professionals. Today, I am here with Robin McLean. Robin and her bestie, Mary Bond, are the founders of the world's first sustainable period company, Hello Period. And Robin will explain to us what that means. In the episode, we'll also cover sustainable period options for women and girls, why it's important to develop environmentally friendly options in this space. And this episode is also an insight into how an idea became a successful multi-million dollar business, including how Robin and Mary did a capital raising and the life lessons they've learned along the way to becoming women entrepreneurs. Today, I am here with Robin McLean. She is the co-founder and marketing director of Hello Period. So hi, Robin. Hi, thanks for having me on. Oh, it's such a pleasure. So Robin, I always like to start the podcast with some quick fire questions to get to know a little bit about you outside your work as um, co-founder and marketing director of Hello Period. So Robin, where did you grow up? Um, well, I was actually born in Hong Kong. My Both my parents were lawyers um, from New Zealand, but living in Hong Kong. So I grew up in Hong Kong for the first eight years of my life. Mm. Then I moved to Australia for a few years. And then I did most of my secondary schooling in Wellington in New Zealand. Oh, great. I used to live in Hong Kong and my children, um, one was born there. The other two were little when we moved there. So they um, started their life there as well. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and they had that uh, funny Hong Kong accent that you <laughs> you get. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they've lost it now. Um, your favourite form of exercise? <laughs> um, well, I would have until recently. I would have said um, I probably didn't have one, but I have taken up um, Pilates again after a long break of about eight years, and I have to say, I I adore it, and I don't know why I stopped. Yeah, maybe you just got busy, you know. <laughs> I did I did get busy, but I realised also the importance of making time. Yeah, to, so important. Like, yeah. And so during the week, what would be a go-to meal for dinner that you might cook for your family? <laughs> um, well, that's another funny one because I am notoriously, um, I wouldn't say I'm not, I'm not great at cooking and I don't love it. So my go-to meal would involve something that is probably prepared by someone else um and 
yeah, my family wouldn't say I have a signature dish other than <laughs> um, uh, other than uh, my expertise of, of booking a restaurant or ordering something in. That sounds pretty good. They're probably happy with that. And yeah. Are you enjoying listening to anything at the moment, a podcast, audio book, music? Oh, and again, you know, this is something I've just come back to and, and finding the um, importance after you know, I don't know what I've been doing in the last few years other than working, but like exercise, I'm just starting to listen to music again. Mm. And I'm, again, I'm very predictable in my music tastes and I have a solid 70s, 80s playlist, um, which I don't seem to be able to move on from. But I swear that the music in, from from those days is just, yeah. yeah. It's feel-good music, isn't it? It is. It's feel-good music. Mm. It's catchy. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm, it, I'm very much stuck in my ways when it comes to music. Oh, that sounds good to me. And, Robin, do you have a dream holiday destination? I I love anywhere that is warm and has good snorkelling and white sand. I So... I would really like to go to the Bahamas. I haven't been wow. to the Bahamas. Yeah. Mm, that sounds great. Have you been to the Great Barrier Reef here? I have mm. been to the Great Barrier Reef years and years and years ago, so so long ago that I'm hesitant to go back because mm. it was so magical and the coral was mind-blowing. Yeah. And obviously since then a lot has changed and I just feel like I might, I think I need to preserve the memory I have. Mm, that's quite interesting because I had that exact experience. I went as a teenager and it was unbelievable. And then I've been back since with my own children. It's still amazing, but it's not the same. Which yeah, is sad. yeah. I had a feeling that that might might be the case. So mm. yeah, I was a teenager when I went too. Mm. Robin, there's several really interesting elements to your story. So the Hello Period products, of course, which we will talk about. It's the um, company that you and your bestie Mary Bond founded. And I'm also interested in how you actually managed to get Hello Period off the ground because you completed a very successful capital raising. So I think that your story is really inspiring for other women entrepreneurs and definitely obviously worth sharing. So first of all, what motivated you and Mary to start Hello Period? So how did you even come up with the idea? Um, we we had been best friends since we were 11 years old. And, you know, as, as best friends do, we'd always talked about going into business together and but never really found that, that one um, light bulb idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we'd had, we'd both had terrible periods and um, when... We went on, you know, we left school, Mary trained as a nurse and I became a journalist and then subsequently went into marketing. And that that business idea really just, you know, we kept talking about it, but, you know, just it wasn't really, it wasn't anything that that jumped out at us. And then one day I tried a menstrual cup. I had, I'd read about them and I thought they sounded amazing, but I couldn't. I assumed that there was something uncomfortable mm. or not not great about them because I didn't know anyone who used one, but mm. I was still intrigued enough to give to, to give one a go. And back then, they they were definitely not mainstream, but I um, 
yeah, I did manage to locate one and I tried it and it, the minute I tried it, I felt like I'd been cheated out of something that could have really helped me when I was younger, especially at school, mm-hmm. that would have made my period so much easier to manage when yeah. I was travelling as a young person. And by that stage, I had a teenage daughter. Mary had three daughters. And so I called her and I said, look, I think that this is the most genius thing. The one I tried, I didn't love in terms of design or aesthetic. I said, look, I, I really think we could we could do something. We could make menstrual cups that were really thoughtfully designed mm. but also looked good. And, and she was like, oh, that's a bit weird. That wasn't what I had in, <laughs> in mind. But she, you know, within a couple of minutes, she completely got it. And we just started brainstorming immediately. And within six months, we'd launched. Wow, that's an amazing story. You mentioned that Mary was a nurse and you were a marketing executive and journalist. So you obviously had some good skills to bring to the company. So once you decided to manufacture your period cup, which I believe was your first product, how on earth did you settle on a design? Um, we we knew what we wanted was a menstrual cup that was comfortable. There were very few there were very few on the market then, and the ones we tried all had an external rim, which for some people puts a creates a pressure point that right. can press on the urethra and create a sensation where you might need to pee. Yeah. So we thought, well, that wasn't really necessary. We we redesigned our cup so the rim was internal and that they were as smooth as possible because the smoother a, a cup is, the less you know areas there are for to clean, you know, where yeah. they could possibly harbour bacteria. A lot of... Um, brands had sort of really intricate measuring lines on the inside of the cup which really are not necessary yeah yeah. you know you know how much your cup holds that's all you need to know and then you can go from there it's not like every every time you take your Mm. cup out you're like oh how much is it this time it's so it was really about refining the design into something that just that was re- highly functional, mm-hmm. highly comfortable and aesthetically pleasing because although um, menstrual cups aren't really seen, it doesn't mean that you don't want it to look, look yeah, nice. Totally, totally. And your packaging is absolutely gorgeous as well. Um, and I think it's nice to you know, to receive something that looks nice and sort of honour that. And some people associate periods with um, not being clean and that kind of thing. So to have a nice product, I think, really helps with that. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that was really important to us from the get-go that, again, to create something that that people were drawn to. It, our goal is to is to get as many people with periods as possible using sustainable products. And so if we can create something that's attractive, that makes them want to pick up the product if they see it on a shelf Mm. or, you know, it it, it sounds silly that a menstrual, you know, you're trying to make a menstrual cup beautiful, but it it really does work in in terms of, you know, turning, turning heads, 
and then people want to find out more and then they think about it and then they will hopefully make the change. I can see how your marketing expertise has come into the product, but but you're right, like why shouldn't we honour ourselves, us women, with something that's that's nice? It, you know, menstrual products don't have to be ugly and horrible. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, there's been so little innovation in the category and that that is largely because we haven't talked about periods enough mm, mm. over the years and there's so many factors that play into that and, and things are definitely starting to change. But, you know, it's it starts, our biggest customers are, the 18 to 25 year old age yep. group which is which is exactly what we want because they're the future they Absolutely. are they are they are driving that change to and and keeping us all accountable um when it comes to not just sustainable period products but but sustainable everything yeah you know, we Absolutely. need to be more mind, mindful about everything we do but periods create a huge amount of waste mm. and and because we haven't talked about them the issue of the waste that they create has been ignored. Absolutely. And I do want to come to that. But when I was doing some background research for this episode, I was shocked. Mm. It's something I've never really thought about. But as I said, we'll come to that. I just on the period cup, so your first product, did you have any sort of failed might be the wrong word, but did or prototypes, did you have to have many iterations along the way? Yeah, we probably had, I think around, we landed about five prototypes. Mm -hmm. The first one was a complete fail. Um, it had a, you know, we were trying to create a, a longer lip on the inside of the cup, which, which we thought would mean that there would be no splashback. But actually there was no, there's no splashback back when you remove your cup anyway. Right. So we worked that through. But you know, they, they were all a similar shape and all aesthetically pleasing, but we didn't have a major fail as we were getting going. We have constantly tweaked the design since launch. Sure. What we did find we when we launched our cups were initially softer and we didn't give enough kudos to the vaginal muscles being mm -hmm. very strong and a firm cup is going to withstand those muscles and stay open more than a really soft cup. Oh, I see. So yeah. how did you um, get the feedback you needed to make tweaks to the design? Did you have a group of women who tried them out for you? So we, we soon got a hunch that maybe we should make them a bit firmer. So what we did was we, we emailed all the people who had um, given us feedback um, and or you know, and selected a group who had bought our cups and said, mm -hmm. look, you might be happy with your cup as it is at the moment, but would you be willing to try this firmer version and feedback as to, you know, which one do you prefer? And so even with the people who who weren't experiencing leaking, um, they still fed back that they either liked it the same amount mm -hmm. or more. Yep. So then we thought, well, and, and the comfort level, level was exactly the same. So we just moved to having the one firmness. 
And so can you explain to us then, so how is the, um, how does the period cup work and what's it made from, that kind of thing? Sure. So um, our halo cups are folded down. So so when, when you first see a menstrual cup, you might think that they look really large and people say, how do I get that up? And they need to know that they're folded into a shape that is no bigger in diameter than inserting a tampon. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're folded and then inserted. We use a shallow punch-down fold with ours, which is a very specific fold mm-hmm. because our rim is on the inside. We don't. We suggest that people don't just fold their cup in half and, and put it up. It's a um, shallow punch-down fold. gives you a, a sort of a spout where you insert the oh, tip first and then scoop it in. And so it opens up inside the vagina and then collects your blood. So unlike a tampon, it won't... Um, dry you out yeah so you can the the benefit is that it will hold more than a tampon Mm -hmm. about three three times more so you can wear it for longer but also if you're at the start or end of your period when you're you might not be um losing as much blood you're um it doesn't matter because you know if you're at the end of your period and you use a tampon they can be really painful and sore yes. to remove if they're not if they don't have enough to just enough blood to absorb. Yeah. So, um, you know, on a from a comfort level, cups are amazing, and they you don't feel them, and they are reusable for years. And of course, people ask, you know, are they messy? No, you pull them out when you mm-hmm. pull them out. You pull them out upright, and then just tip the contents into the loo and wipe there them out. And reinsert. Yeah. Excellent. I do have some questions about that. But before we get to that, I also wanted to ask you about your menstrual disc. You kindly sent me one. I just need to get a period because yeah. <laughs> I'm in perimenopause. Um, so how is that made? And explain to us how that's different from the cup. So the cup, well, our cups are made from medical grade thermoplastic elastomer. So that's a it's a type of plastic, and the reason we made them from that, they're hypoallergenic, mm-hmm. and we wanted to have an option for people who don't like to use silicon. A lot of cups on the market were silicon, so that's right. We used that for our cups, but then when we designed the disc, it was a much more technical design. So we needed to use injection silicon molding. So our disc is made from medical grade um, silicon. The key difference between cups and a menstrual disc is that the disc will sit higher in the um, vagina, actually in an area called the vaginal fornix, which is right, I, I say, if you imagine the vagina as a street and then you've got the vaginal fornix at the top, which is basically a cul-de-sac, mm-hmm. and um, you know your cervix is at the end, and the disc will sit just under under the cervix. Right. The, the, while the cup will sit lower, it sits in the vaginal canal. Right. So that is why a disc can actually, um, you know, it, it it's round and it looks a lot bigger. But again, you fold it to insert it. You, fo- you fold it lengthwise. So again, no bigger than a tampon. The disc will touch it tucks behind your pubic bone. So you you push it up as far as it can go when it's folded and then you tuck the front um, the front piece behind your pubic bone so it doesn't stay, it stays in place naturally mm-hmm. um, 
like that way. And then, but the disc, uh, sorry, the cup will relies on suction to stay, right. which is why cups have little holes at the top. And when you remove them, you squeeze the base, and that will oh, break to the break suction. the suction. Okay. But we say that you, if you have an IUD, you're you're better off choosing the Hello Disc because there is less uh, risk of dislodging an IUD <laughs> with no suction. Yeah. 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 And so with both products, you if they're inserted properly, you can't feel them. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And the the disc will hold more. It holds our disc holds 50 mils, which is about five super tampons or eight regular tampons. Like it's a it's a lot. And it means you can you can go most people can go all day and not have to, wow. to worry about it. The other key thing we talk about with the disc, and it's not for everyone, but because it sits so high, you can leave it in while you have sex. If, yeah, if I did read that. Yeah. So mess free period sex appeals to those of us who don't like washing um, sheets and you know just need yeah. a, a bit less life admin um, but of course there might be people who don't don't want to have sex when they they had their period anyway it's a personal yeah, because thing. and also some people don't feel great when they have their period so but yeah. yes it's good to know the option is there and how would you advise a woman um, if she asked you what should I choose the cup or the disc um what we say is if it often comes down to how comfortable they are with their bodies, the the disc does sit higher, so it involves probably a little bit more um, penetration in terms of placing it with your mm -hmm. fingers. In a a cup will sit, because it sits lower. It is a good starting point for a yeah. lot of people, but if you're used to using um, non-applicator tampons, then then either is fine. I do think the the disc, because it's one size fits most, it takes some of that guesswork out around what size right. you need to be, because you know it's sitting in that in at the you know in the fornix. So again, yeah. sizing isn't as crucial as it is if you've got something sitting in your vaginal canal. Right, so it's sort of a personal preference, and perhaps people could start, especially younger people, could start with the cup. Yeah, yeah. We have a small. We our cups come in three sizes, and and the small cup we design specifically with teenagers in mind yeah. who just want to, um, you know, trial sustainable internal sustainable period care, but, mm. but don't mm. really want to get into the nitty gritty as such. So, are there any contraindications? Can anyone use them? Um, yeah, absolutely. We, um, you know, the tricky thing about making a product that is designed to go internal is that you don't always know, you know, if someone has a prolapse or how right. high their spirit sits. But, but our products, lots of our customers have prolapse and, you know, low or high cervix and, and still can make it work. But it's just having that knowledge is really helpful. Some of our customers might have a tilted cervix. Again, our products work fine, but it's knowing that um, if you say you have a tilted cervix, you often only find out if that's the case during a smear. If they mm -hmm. are, whoever's giving it you doing the smear for you actually tells you that your cervix yeah. is on an angle. But it's really good to know. So when you're positioning your um, menstrual cup or disc, that you can imagine, you know, that it might also need to sit on a slight yeah. angle. Mm. 
Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's important for women to know about their bodies and and how they're, you know, put together, I think. In Absolutely. The, and I mm. think um, the, one of the benefits of um, cups and discs is that they give you this knowledge that we've never, ever had when it comes to our periods because, you know, the, the blood's been absorbed by a tampon or yeah. a pad. But when, when you have a, a disc or a cup and it collects the blood, not only are you getting an accurate measure of how much you are losing, you, you can also see things like, you know, the colour of the blood or things that, that can give indications of other um, potential, not necessarily warning signs, but if you've got really heavy periods, you can talk mm-hmm. to your doctor about the the amount you're losing. We've had a lot of customers who've um, not realised that they are actually losing so much that they need to consider iron supplements. Yeah, really interesting point. Yeah. And then on the flip side, we've had other customers who've said, oh, I thought my periods were really heavy, but now I realise that I actually hardly lose anything. <laughs> yeah. And I guess, um, as you've alluded to, it's not really a conversation we have. And if you're using a tampon or pads, you just don't really have any way of gauging it. That's right. And just back to something you said before, you can play sport while you have a cup or a disc in. Does that include swimming? Yes, absolutely. And that is the best thing about cups and discs because, I mean, you know, it's quite horrific when you think. I mean, I still feel triggered when I think about swimming with a tampon in and, and, and the pool water going mm. up and going into your tampon and you think how filthy, even though they're normally treated with chlorine, you don't really want that in your tampon inside your body. So a cup or a disc, it, forms a barrier so yeah. the water's not getting in and no blood's getting out yeah that that makes perfect sense gosh mm. i've been swimming my whole life <laughs> when i think about it um, i know yeah. it's horrible to think about but you know that yeah. the pulling out a soggy tampon that's pool water it's just not yeah, nice it's not <laughs> nice at all no. so you alluded earlier to removing the cup or the disc and the fact that it's not messy and I am going to put a link you've got some excellent videos on your website because I think talking about how to insert and remove the cup or the disc really does benefit from some visual cues and you, you have those so I'll put um, some links but I've got some some like very basic questions for example once you've emptied your so you take out your cup or your disc and you say it's it's easy not to spill the blood mm. you empty that and then do you need to clean it before you reinsert it so ideally yes but one of the most common questions we get is you know what if i'm out in public and i go into a bathroom and it doesn't have a tap that's my so, next question. Yeah, <laughs> well, answer them both. <laughs> yeah, okay. So if you're at home and you're near a tap, then empty your empty your cup or disc and then rinse it in cold water, which helps stop stain setting in, mm-hmm. you know, because then that's the aesthetic element. Obviously, stains don't matter, but it's nicer to have a cup that doesn't, doesn't look stained. Mm. Um, and then just use some mild soap we have our own wash just because you, you really want something that's not perfumed or yeah. that potentially could leave a residue that then causes irritation. So yeah. a mild wash and then you just rinse it and then reinsert. So if you are not 
if there's no tap, it is totally fine to just wipe your um, cup or disc out with loo paper or you might want to take a drink bottle a water bottle into the cubicle and you can just oh, rinse, rinse it with it. that over the loo and then reinsert and then when you are home or somewhere where you can give it a gentle clean do that you sterilize your cup and your disc at the before you when you first get it out mm-hmm. of the packet um, by boiling it for three minutes or in a microwave steriliser using the same settings as a as you would for a baby bottle teat. Right, yeah. Or with a quarter of a sterilisation tablet, we normally recommend Milton, which um, is a common brand in New Zealand and Australia, not so much overseas, but just a, basically it's a water purification tablet, mm-hmm. but you only need a quarter for 15 minutes in cold water. Okay. So that's another option. And then... When your period finishes, just sterilise your cup or disc again before you put it away so it's good to go when you Next time. The next month, yeah. Yeah. As you know, here at Vibrant Lives Podcast, I'm passionate about trying to live the healthiest life possible. I'm open to trying health-related products, but only if I think they're well-formulated and backed by science, which rules out a lot of these so-called health supplements for me. However, I have come across a little gem lately. It's called Magic Mind, and not only does it do what it says it's going to do, which is to sharpen your focus and reduce your feelings of stress, but it's backed by a team of well-respected doctors and scientists like Dr. Andrew Weil. Magic Mind is a blend of 12 active natural ingredients, including matcha green tea, adaptogens, nootropics, and honey. So put simply, adaptogens are herbs that help reduce the effects of chronic stress and restore your body to a balanced state. Evidence is emerging that nootropics like L-theanine, which is contained in Magic Mind and is also in green tea, enhance our brain power. So after five days in a row of taking Magic Mind with my coffee as part of my morning ritual, I noticed that I was able to focus quickly. I also remained in that wonderful state of deep focus that many people refer to as flow, for several hours. For me, editing a podcast is a slow job, and if I'm being honest, it is a bit laborious. But I am finding that with Magic Mind in my life, I'm actually able to edit more efficiently. So taking my Magic Mind shot was like a guarantee of achieving flow and being more focused, so hooray to that. With so many distractions in our busy lives, why not opt for a little help in the form of a shot of natural brain power booster when we need it? If you're curious about trying Magic Mind and experiencing a deep state of flow, you can receive 40% off your subscription for the next 10 days with my code VIBRANT20. So go to the website at magicmind.co backslash vibrant and enter the discount code, that's VIBRANT20, at checkout to receive your discount. And I will put a link to that in the show notes. I'd absolutely love to hear what you think of Magic Mind and the benefits that you notice And coming up, I'll do a five-minute food fact episodes about adaptogens because there's a lot of interesting scientific research about the health benefits of adaptogens coming out. As we know, like half the world's population has or will have a period, so it is crazy that we don't talk about it more. And as I mentioned earlier, in some cases, it's still considered, you know, shameful or unclean. 
But And you're obviously very close to this topic. So in the years since starting Hello Period, do you think that the conversation is opening up? Oh, absolutely. Mm. It's absolutely opening up. It's um, which is so awesome and we we notice that younger people in particular particular are leading that change. Yeah. They are more open in general. Um, we, there's still things we'd like to see happen and in New Zealand anyway, there's still segregation that happens in schools when it comes to talking about periods. You know, they separate out the girls yeah. and the girls get their period talk and the boys get their talk on what's happening with them. And, it, you know, that just doesn't help things because you're still you're still alienating 50% mm, of And stigmatising it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. So th- there is work to be done, but I feel positive about the changes. And when, when we started... We obviously only had the the cup, and now we have the Hello Disc, but we also have period Hello Undies, so period underwear, and we also have the Hello Pad, and we now have something for everyone. Yeah, and I think by offering a sustainable period solution for everyone, again, that's helping the conversation because we can talk about well, you know, if if you've been if you've been suggested to use a pad, why don't you think about a reusable pad yeah. to compare them. Yeah, no, that's so interesting. And to the point you made about boys and girls being separated out for those, you know, t- developmental talks, in some ways it's a bit crazy because, uh, you know, it goes both ways. Boys have to understand girls, girls have to understand boys. And, you know, boys have got mothers, sisters, aunts, you know, future oh, partners, absolutely. daughters, you know, I think they need to know about these things. We- we, you know, we spoke at something um, a year ago and the audience was 99% male and we thought, okay, here we go. Um, but we started the speech by saying, you know, obviously most people in this room will not experience having a period, but 100% of you will know someone and be close to someone mm. who does have a period. So they totally affect you as well. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's a, that's a great... Um, a testament that the conversation is opening up. Can you imagine 50 years ago having that conversation with a room full of men? It just, it wouldn't have happened. No, no. And, no. Uh, you know, it really should be one of the most talked about subjects in terms of health and well-being because, you know, it's not that it's a one-off thing either. You know, yeah. 50% of the world experiences periods every month for around 40 years of their life. Like, yeah. it's a... It's a big thing, and it's a yeah. huge topic. And they and periods can affect uh, people hugely in terms of pain. You know, we've got endometriosis. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. Anyway, well, well done <laughs> for for opening up that conversation. And one of the things that you and Mary pride yourselves on is that, and a thing that sets you apart from other companies manufacturing similar products is that you plan to become the world's first sustainable period company. So tell us what that means, sustainable period company. Well, just like I was saying before, we we did start just with a cup and then we soon realised that what we wanted was to have an option for everyone. Mm. And so anyone with a period, whether they wore internal or external products, 
could opt for something that was more reliable, better for the environment, and more comfortable than the status quo. And the status quo is really single-use products, tampon and pads. And um, so we, we set about, you know, broadening what we offered. So we designed the disc. We also have specialty cups for people who have a low cervix or a high cervix. And, yeah, like I said, we now have underwear and pads. So we feel really good about the, the place where we're at. And yeah. what I would really like to see in the future is that those single-use products just aren't even an option because yeah. – you know, I mean it when I say that it, it might might seem like a daunting change, but, but sustainable period products will become the norm. Yeah. And, you know, I really hope that single use of, are just things that we look at from a historical perspective and about how we used to manage periods. And, and you can talk to older women today and they talk about how they used to have to wear a, a belt and you know, they, they used to wear belts with clips on yeah. at the front and back and used to just clip on rags. Yeah. Um, and, you know, those are, those thankfully are no longer um, oh, that needed. That pretty horrible. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. I know. And, that, yeah. and that's why we've just got to keep, we've got to keep innovating and, and making periods easier to manage, but while being mindful of, of the impact that, of the waste that they can generate. Yeah. I read on your website that a, a single Hello Cup is the equivalent of more than 2,000 single-use tampons or pads, so that is saving a lot of yeah. waste. And the other thing I read was that standard tampons take around about 500 years to break down, and they often also contain microplastics, but there's so much plastic in the products themselves these days. I mean, they often come like in wrapped in, you know, single plastic wrapping. And there's, if you have an in- insertion type of tampon, they ha- often have a plastic inserter. There's, there's just so much plastic. Yeah, there's just, so it's yeah, exactly right. It's not just the product itself. It's all the things around it. And mm. then, the, you know, you could even look at, if you go into the supermarket specifically to to buy menstrual products once a month, and that adds up to you know all has an impact yeah. on 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 the planet. And you know people are horrified when I say that the first tampon ever used is still yeah. on the planet. You know they don't miraculously combust and disappear. Yeah, they hang around. Yeah, um, I know. I was shocked when I read that because I, I must admit um, I hadn't probably like a lot of women my age, I hadn't actually turned my mind to it. No. I really thought about it. So No, because no. so many of us are guilty of flushing the tampons down the toilet as well in the past. And you know, you're not supposed to do that. No. But it's really an out of mind, you know, out of sight, out of mind thing. And I, yeah, I, there was a few years ago that the impact that nappies have on our landfills was was a big a big topic for discussion but you know when you think about it nappies aren't used for that long yeah um, but you know periods they're an ongoing issue yeah that's absolutely right and not only is it better for the environment but it's also good for your hip pocket <laughs> absolutely yeah. yeah so i mentioned earlier that you and mary 
raised capital very successfully for Hello Period. So you used an investment platform called the Snowball Effect, I think. Mm-hmm. Can you talk us through that process, like as much as you want to share that is? like How, how was that? Was that a daunting process to go through? Um, yes, it was really daunting to get to the place where where we needed to raise capital because we didn't set out to we had no idea where this business would take us mm. we really when we when we set it up sort of, we assumed it would be just an online business that we'd be able to continue on with our day jobs and never really um looked at the longer picture and we started we started at the right time the demand was there from the get-go and but we have 100% been learning as we go yeah and we needed to, you know, last year we needed to get some investment, but we are such a small team that it's really hard to lift your head up out of the day-to-day yeah. to even think about how you go about raising capital, let alone to do the whole networking thing and schmoozing. And we didn't really, to be honest, we just didn't really have time for that. We yeah. we, we had to keep, keep the wheels turning. Mm. So while we've always had people approaching us saying, I, you know, we're interested in investing and things like that, it's even progressing those conversations was potentially a challenge and could take too long. So yeah. we, we, um, we heard about Snowball and to us what was really appealing was that it's an equity raising platform that allows small investment mm. from everyday people yeah so right. it's not it's not something that you know you need lots of money to be able to participate in and that aspect was hugely important to us because what we wanted was to be able to give our loyal customers an opportunity to have a piece of our business yeah. because they were the ones who believed in us we didn't you know, it was a hundred percent the best thing we've done because it it I mean obviously we needed the money, but we've got now um a whole team of investors who use our products. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. And it just it feels really nice to have them on board. So we opened the raise about roughly a year ago and we we, it didn't take long. It, the raise was open for a month, but before the month was out, we hit our target and then right. we extended that original target was um, 1.5. Then I think we changed it to 1.8 and then we ended up extending it again to, and we closed it about 1.2 million. And again, we closed early. We had people coming in after we closed saying, oh, mm-hmm. can I can I invest and like well maybe next time um but yeah it was it was a great experience for us and and the people who run Snowball help you through the process sure because how can you be an investment expert as well as everything else you're doing oh that's right that is the Mm. toughest thing about being um a startup is you don't know everything and then you don't have enough um maybe you don't have a big enough valuation for 
some people to take you seriously or even yeah. be able to give you their time. So it's a really fine balance and we, we've we learnt so much. I bet. And now we're in a really good position that the capital raise allowed us to launch the underwear and the pads and become the, the full sustainable period company that we really wanted to be. Oh, that's fantastic. So what's really nice about that story is that, as you said, people that really believe in you have been given the opportunity to have an ownership stake in the company. Yeah. So uh, were there ever moments throughout that or throughout, I guess, since starting Hello Period that you've felt overwhelmed or discouraged? Oh, so many times, yeah. There's, there have been a lot of tears. There have been um, – we've never felt discouraged, but we've felt, uh, I guess, exhausted yeah. and, and stretched and – it's really hard when you've got an amazing product that can change lives but not necessarily the money to be able to get in front of the people that you want to get in front of. Yeah. And COVID had a really massive impact on that too because pre-COVID when we launched, you could you could throw a few dollars on a Facebook ad and and make you know, make a really good return. Mm -hmm. And then COVID hit and, and everyone moved online. I mean, it seems crazy to think that right. pre-COVID there were even businesses that existed that weren't online, but actually there was a surprising number who weren't very e-commerce savvy at all. Mm -hmm. And But the result of that has been that it's a more crowded marketplace than ever before. And, of course, retail with retail shutting down, that, that has an impact and so yeah I think it's yeah the, the tears have come from being tired not not really knowing the right answers all the yeah. time and we we're a small team but you know you don't again you don't know when what what or who you need sometimes. Yeah, of course. That, that's been tough, you know, to yeah. identify the roles we do need and identify the roles that we thought we needed but actually don't need. Yeah, it sounds it sounds like a really interesting period of your life. And so what's kept you going through all of this when, when it did get exhausting and a bit overwhelming, how did you see the way to continue? Um, our customers have absolutely kept us going because right. – just when you think that it's not worth it, you'll get an email from someone saying, you know, this this has changed my life. This has happened and, you know, or I've just got back from trekking in the mountains and I didn't have to take any single-use products and it made my trip that much better or, you know, an email from someone who said that they used to struggle managing their periods at school but now... They use Hello Cup or Hello Disc. It's it's easy and there's no embarrassment or shame. And it's it's like it really sounds. Maybe it sounds a little bit cliched, but it that is that is what I do if I'm yeah. having a big day. It's oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. What you what you said about trekking. I think um, pre-COVID, my sister and I went trekking in Nepal, and you have such a limited amount of stuff that you can take. And honestly, we were away for a month, so I knew I'd need my um, menstrual products. And 
it was such a hassle. <laughs> and then, you know, you're in these really remote places. It's not very easy to dispose of them. And it, it, yeah, I think, gosh, if I'd had a cup or a disc, it would have been a whole lot easier. Yeah, absolutely. We actually just, we're just sending some products. Well, so, um, someone is going over to Nepal in a few weeks and they've, you know, we like to support um, schools and uh, community initiatives. So we're sending some cups over to um, Nepal to a group of oh, teachers great. over there. Oh, that's fantastic. And that's a really good way because, you know, hopefully if the teachers, um, you know, use the products and benefit from them, it, the message might filter down. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Uh, Robin, thank you so much for your time. I think we should probably wrap up. It sounds like you have a busy life with lots to do. So, Robin, who inspires you? Um, who inspires me? There are so many people who inspire me and, and they're just people who can manage to live their lives and run businesses that a that aren't always all about the bottom line, that that they think about their people and their customers and run their businesses with kindness. We mm. Yeah, that's that's always inspiring, and there's there's a lot of leaders out there who've who've put kindness at the forefront. You know, our prime minister in New Zealand has um, been yeah well known for putting kindness. Um, She's so inspiring. Yeah, yeah, we mm. we we are lucky to have such a strong female leader, and you know, I think especially in in politics where it's easy to go at the jugular. There, yeah. are, there are some leaders coming uh, who've who've been in positions of power recently. You know, Obama's obviously always uh, one that comes to the front of mind. But just doing things differently. Yeah. You don't have to. You don't have to. If you're in a position of power, you do, you don't have to let that go to your head. And Absolutely. I think those are the people that I gravitate towards. Um, people who have achieved a lot, but have also kept it real. Mm, and and kept kept themselves humble. Yeah, and absolutely. Mm. You know, we're we're all the same at the end of the day. We all have feelings. Uh, I have no time for assholes. Yeah, good to hear. <laughs> <laughs> and the final question I like to ask all of my guests is: if you could recommend two things that people could do to improve their well-being, what would they be? Wow. Maybe now that I'm a, a reformed Pilates person, I would say <laughs> Pilates is good for um, strength and I think it's really helped my mental health. Sure. I And I think I also learnt this year the importance of planning holidays. I went for almost 18 months without having a decent break. I had five days this year where I almost turned my emails off and I noticed a difference so mm. again I said I would never go for a long stretch without booking in time off yeah I think that's really wise um, it just helps you it gives you perspective and totally. it doesn't necessarily mean you have to go anywhere exotic it just means getting away from your daily routine yeah having a reset yeah. even if it's just a day or two a reset really yeah. important 
It's also, I think, from my take on that personally, is I love to have something to look forward to. Mm. So that's, yeah. you know, that, that sort of keeps you inspired and keeps you going if you think, oh, well, in four weeks I'm going to have, you know, a weekend away or whatever it is. Mm. Yeah, so true. So if people want to look at your website and find out what you're doing, uh, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, HelloPeriod.com is our website and we're also on Instagram and Facebook and we love hearing from customers. We've got a great customer service team who, you know, we always say nothing is TMI. Ask us anything. <laughs> I love and, that. You know, we, we've we've heard it all pretty yeah, much, I yeah. think, and we'd much rather have someone email us with a question or, you know, ask us to help troubleshoot. Mm. Then, then not make the switch. Yeah, so I'll put links to all of that in the show notes. So, Robin, thank you so much. I think what you're doing and what you and Mary are doing is it's absolutely wonderful and I'm just so, I feel so grateful to be able to have a conversation with you and, you know, open up this conversation um, about um, periods and how to oh, manage thank them. You. Thank you so much for having me on, it, you know, I feel grateful too that that you know that 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 people are talking about periods. Yeah. Well, have an excellent day and yeah, you can enjoy touch. your enjoy your dogs. <laughs> oh, gosh, I will sort of. Yeah. And that was Robin McLean helping us to open up the conversation about periods. So thank you for listening to my episode today, and I hope that you enjoyed it. If you did, please share the podcast. And tell your friends about it because word of mouth is still one of the best ways for people to find out about Vibrant Lives podcast. Please follow me on Instagram at vibrant underscore lives underscore podcast or on Facebook at Vibrant Lives Podcast. On my website at vibrantlivespodcast.com, you'll find a library of all my previous podcast episodes and reviews of books about health and well-being that I recommend. And you can also subscribe to my monthly newsletter where I keep you up to date with news in the health and well-being space. Please DM me or send me an email via the contacts page on my website if you have any suggestions or if there's someone you'd like me to interview or if you just want to say hi, I'd love to hear from you. This podcast is recorded on ancient Ghana land. I acknowledge the Ghana people as the traditional custodians of the land and pay respects to their elders past, present and future. I'll be going away for a few weeks to visit my son who is studying overseas. So Vibrant Lives podcast will be back in your headphones in about a month or so. Take care, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Eat well, move well, think well, live vibrantly.